On another Thursday afternoon at just after one o'clock, which means that it's time for another edition of Between Two Femmes. And my partner in crime, Aspasia Karas, is back. Along with Mabali Malloy. <laughs> You're back from where again? From Mauritius. Mauritius. I just avoided the, you know, dreadful yeah. cyclone. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot more romantic than I imagine a cyclone is <laughs> as you watch sort of Palm trees flying by. I was reading something, I think it was yesterday, on one of, like, some online publication, and apparently AKA had tweeted about how his holiday had been ruined because they flew smack bang into the middle of that <laughs> situation cyclone, in, cyclone. in Mauritius. So it's good to have you back, Asfasia. It's good to have you back. And Matt. we are so excited for our first official show of the year to be kicking it off with a bang, because I do believe that we have a celebrity among us. <laughs> um, I am, of course, talking about Lee, a.k.a. Miss at Thick Leonce on Twitter and Instagram. Jeez, I'm not a celebrity, but yeah, I'll run with it if that's how you're going to title me. You know why I say that you're a celebrity? Mm -hmm. Because your social media standing has increased substantially over the last short while, and you have an incredible fan base mm -hmm. on social media. You were also named one of uh, South Africa's 10 biggest voices on social media by the Mail and Guardian. Yeah, that was So big. that's pretty so impressive. That's pretty that, impressive. That, I mean, that got me excited. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, who, me? Really? <laughs> that was exciting. I mean, it, it certainly means that you are an influencer and, you know, people are paying attention to your thoughts and what you have to say. And that is I think really they're paying attention to how she looks. Oh, hello. Well, Which is banging hot. <laughs> I mean, that's no, I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But um, we're so happy that you joined us this afternoon because, you know, we'd like to get to know you over the, the next hour or so. Mm -hmm. um, I did start following you on Twitter and Instagram towards the end of last year because I found some of your um, standpoints mm -hmm. in, a, in a, lot of, a lot of the opinions that you expressed, a lot of things that resonated with me, mm -hmm. you know, and you're not afraid to speak your mind. Definitely not. I don't hold back. Why should I censor myself? I just let it be. This is who I am. This yeah. is how I go on about my life. So yeah. if people like it, then yay, people like me for being me, which is super awesome. Yeah. Now, I met Ali. After um, a particularly horrifying mm -hmm. series of tweeting incidents, a twincident, really, a twitcident. What would that be? I don't know. I think you. I think you. Just I'm trying to coin it. I think you just coined it. Um, a uh, twincident. Yeah. Yeah. This particular twitcident, twit twincident, <laughs> was pretty horrifying for me because um, essentially people started fat shaming you, mm -hmm. and. Now, I mean, we should come clean about you. You are a photographer mm -hmm. and a student at mm -hmm. WITS. Yeah. And you posted a particularly beautiful shot of yourself in a bikini. A whole lot of them, by the way. Yes, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. I see yeah. they're ongoing. You know what? If you follow Lee on, on Instagram, uh, you, there are a lot of pictures of you and they are very, very sexy pictures. Mm -hmm. The other day, I actually sent, <laughs> I don't know if this is weird. I actually sent a picture of you to my boyfriend and I was like, baby, look at this girl. Are you serious? 
That is slightly weird. I do, I do that, that is that, very weird. Yeah, I do that from so time to time. What were you I thinking said, there? I don't know. I sometimes <laughs> like. Were you hoping it was going to work out really well with me today? <laughs> and then. Otherwise, I'm calling your boyfriend like, hey. <laughs> you know, whenever I appreciate a woman and mm-hmm. her looks and her physique and her beauty, I, for some reason, I'll, I'll, I'll say to my boyfriend, isn't this woman gorgeous? And he'll say, yeah, no, she's great. She's hot. He'll be like, eh, not so much, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, but that's it's what nice, I do. That's a dope relationship. <laughs> I did that. I did that. Um, so, yeah, and that was why I, when I met you, we were on Nolene mm-hmm. discussing fat shaming. Yeah. Um, and then I thought about it and I thought, actually, it's almost like body shaming because there's no woman that gets away without having her body put under scrutiny. scrutiny. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article this morning that said that um, when they show women pictures of other women, mm-hmm. they did this research. Mm-hmm. And if the woman, it was in the Times this morning, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, how... Is it? How convenient. You know, that here is the research for us. But to start off our conversation, and so they show a woman a picture of uh, a woman mm-hmm. and, and say she is um, uh, on the heavier side. But if they say, but men mm-hmm. universally found this woman attractive, yeah. then women are more likely to Just also find them attractive. attractive. Mm-hmm. But if they said, hmm but the vast majority of men who looked at these women didn't find them attractive, then women will instantly shame themselves. And so what the hell is that? It just means, saying. no, no, no. I just feel like most, most girls, most women only feel beautiful once a man has said it. Otherwise, yeah. and, and that is so wrong. Why do you need someone else's validation in terms of how you look? Why does somebody else have to tell me I'm beautiful before I can believe it? Especially coming from men. What do men know about women anyway? Yeah. So that's just silly. <laughs> that's a very good Which, point. That That's a very good point that you make. I think it, it is a little bit um, upsetting mm. or, that uh, women are taking their cues from men in this way, in the sense that if the man found her attractive, then she was more likely mm. to say that the other woman is attractive. That is a bit disappointing. Uh, Wasn't it disappointing, though, on the other end of the spectrum as well? So when they did it with thin women, so they showed pictures of like model thin women, and they had exactly the same set of responses. So the whether the women were thin or, or, big. or, be, or big, in fact, women were just simply reassessing the way they valued themselves on what they were told the male gaze was about. And I thought, isn't it tragic that we've come to this path? It yeah. is not yeah. truly. That's, that's horrific. Here we are in 2015, and women still need somebody else's gaze mm. to validate their feelings about themselves. But clearly not you, Lee. And, exactly. And, and this is actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you is, mm. You know, a lot of people will will see you and then they'll hear you speak and they'll hear your thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. and they'll go, oh, my gosh, she's so confident. I mm-hmm. love her. But then I always think to myself, well, why wouldn't you expect her to be confident? Like, for some reason, she shouldn't be confident because she's a certain way. I mean, if a Kate Hudson was speaking the same things that you are, do you think Nobody people would be, would be going on and on about the fact that, oh, she's so confident, she's so bold? What do, you, what do you make of that? What do you think of that? Definitely not. It upsets me when somebody says to me, you are sexy for a big girl. Mm. You are pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Because what is that? Why can't I just be pretty for me? Yeah. Why can't it just be you so pretty? you just so sexy. And people always go on like, how do you? How are you so confident? Like, am I not supposed to be confident? Exactly. Like you just said. Exactly. Why is it so shocking? So when people ask, why are you so confident? They're asking, 
why are you so confident for a big girl? Yeah. Like big yeah. girls are not supposed to be confident. You're yeah. always supposed to cover up and yeah. be conservative. Like that's just the mentality of society. And that is really, really And let's sad. just discuss that mentality a bit because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is what came out in the incident. Mm-hmm. I love that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think, that's a new word. I think we're going to make it stick. But was that people felt entirely prepared to say appalling things mm-hmm. to your face, mm-hmm. essentially. They weren't hiding it. They were saying, hey, add thick Leonce. And they were saying some horrifying things. Yeah. I know. I've heard it all. I've heard that I look like I'm pregnant with twins. I look like a whale. I've like literally heard it all. But at some point, you know what? I became immune to it because it's just a bunch of cowards who hide behind their phones. They feel some certain power to text out all these things. And I'm always like, why do you hate someone who likes herself? Yeah. Are you that insecure yourself that is it such a shocking thing that I like myself that it annoys you so much? Mm. And I always say my confidence just just ticks them off the wrong way because according to them, I shouldn't say that I'm beautiful because they don't think I'm beautiful, but I think I'm beautiful. And that's the most important part of it all. Don't let something that doesn't bother me, bother you. You know what I'm saying? My fat doesn't bother me. Why is it bothering you? I don't get it. You don't have to live in my body. I'm the one living with this body, not you. Why does it bother you so much? That kind of attitude though, is it something that is taught over the years or is it something that you have to train and learn how to do repeatedly for yourself as an individual. I mean, what were you like as a, as a teenager, as a young girl? It, it's never always been this gloomy, trust me. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and this is something that we all go through. I went through hard times accepting myself. It took a very, very long time for me to get to this point. So when somebody tries to mess with it, it annoys me because it took me so long to get you. Don't mess with what I worked on. Yeah. It's not something that just happens overnight. It's a process. And I always say you can't teach it to someone. People always say, you teach me how to be confident like you. Mm. You can't. It's a journey you take upon yourself. It's a decision that you make upon yourself. And I'm, I made it like a whole sentiment that I was going to love me regardless of who says what. I used to take pictures of myself every single day and I would put them up on my wall. When I woke up in the morning, the first person I would see was me. When I went to bed at night, the last person I would see was me. And yeah. I was like to myself, how could I have been so horrible to this girl in the picture who I find so beautiful? Yeah. And since then, I was like, you know what? Screw it. This is it. I'm going to be okay with who I am. And I decided that I was going to fake it until I made it with my confidence. And I got to that point whereby it wasn't just faking it anymore. It actually became real. And we've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. But in fact, you become it. Mm-hmm. One and, and and they've shown now here's another piece of research that I really do like, but they have shown that in fact, in faking it you become it. Mm-hmm. You actually change your physiology. Mm-hmm. You change the way your brain works. True. And so you've changed the way your brain works. Mm-hmm. And now we're hoping to change the way society works. Mm. Yeah. Damn it. But here's my um, thought at this juncture. We have. The lovely Sarah Koopman on the telephone. Uh, do we have her now already? No, we don't. We don't have her now. Do we not have her right no, now? No, not right now. But you know what? That that do we have her now? Sorry, I'm we just, have her. I'm just looking at my producer over here, Balisa. Do she we? She says yes. Sarah, thumbs up. Sarah Koopman. Sarah Koopman is the features editor at Marie Claire, and she writes a monthly column called Body Politics, mm-hmm. and so she deals with this all the time. These very thoughts, and I thought it was a good idea to bring her along so that we can add another voice. Awesome. You know what my my first question is is uh, um, we've heard 
the media being blamed a lot and for a long time mm-hmm. about how they have made women feel about their bodies and about themselves and their, you know, their, their images um, through the way that they have portrayed women in the media. Uh, a, a beautiful woman is considered considered to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. But my question is, Sarah, um, at what point do we then take a stand and say, actually, f the media and f society standards? Because I don't care what you think. You're not but about to the media map. You're not about to influence <laughs> me. No, but I just feel like we we need to get to a point where we stop blaming the media, the media, and we stop blaming X, Y, and Z. And then it's about actually, I don't care what you think. This is now about me and how I feel about myself. Do you think that we still need to get to that point, Sarah? Sarah? Well, yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, I think it's, what I often find is that people are looking for a different approach. They're looking for a different view. And when we, as the media, take that stand, we get such positive response from our readers. You know, um, and it it is our job to be fully aware of who is reading our magazine and who is viewing our website and who is consuming our content. And um, it is a responsibility. It's a massive responsibility, actually. And um, I think more often than not, we just kind of assume that people want to see a certain thing. And when we give them something different, we actually find the response to be incredible. Now, being in in the magazine business, do you guys and you Aspasia as well? Do you guys find yourselves at a bit of a like in a bit of a tough place between a rock and a hard place in trying to please everybody's? Um, ideas of what they think beautiful is. I mean, how do you how do you try well, and, and meet all these expectations that your readers have? Because your readers obviously think a different woman is is is, is beautiful from the next reader and the next one and the next one, right? I think our challenge. I mean, at the moment we're busy finishing shooting naked, our naked issue, mm-hmm. and I think there's nothing that we do every year that is more empowering to women. And the way we perceive the human body, then that particular shoot for, I mean, obviously we shoot it for an important cause, but more importantly, we, we actually demonstrate these amazing bodies in all their naked vulnerability and they all look beautiful. Like that is what is sublime for me year after year. I'm always amazed at the ability to actually just take a picture and show people differently but I think this is why I I got Sarah to start writing this column every month because it was a subject really close to her heart mm-hmm. but the body politics mm-hmm. column and the body politics hashtag because I do believe that all the shaming is out there all the time mm. yeah. and it is our responsibility to actually start addressing it and to start changing the way you present you know I think we, we, we can keep this for another body politics um, edition mm-hmm. on Between Two Femmes. But yesterday we were also having this conversation about hair, about skin tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just how and, – and what was like completely illuminating about the skin tone, because I heard you saying that, mm-hmm. was that from across the color spectrum, the same story came out. So one yeah. person said to me, well, my daughter is incredibly pale. Like very white. Mm. And she gets shamed all the time. Like she'll go on public transport and everyone goes, Oh, what's wrong with you? Hey, mm-hmm. haven't seen the sun for a long time. Da, 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 da. Oh, my word. And, um, another girl was telling me about her mother who 
is very dark, mm. the very darkest possible black skin mm. in her family, and all her children and her husband are sort of lighter, light, light, very much lighter yeah. skinned. And so she, when when the children were small, she'd have to breastfeed them so that people wouldn't. Would say, whose child is that? Oh, so they mm, just shame her. Mm, mm. And it's amazing how that level of shaming and the fact that people are just like free to say these things about our bodies. Absolutely, man. About yeah. our skin colors, about our hair, about, it's just. There's just so many things that people, like people always looking for something to pinpoint about someone else's flaws. Like it's either you're too dark, you're too light. Like you can never satisfy people. So I, I, I always tell to my, I always tell my followers that, you know what? If you go about your life trying to fix yourself for people, you will never finish yeah. because you will go bleach your skin and then they will still judge you for bleaching your skin that mm-hmm. you, now you are too light. You don't love yourself. Forgetting that those are the very same people who used to tell you like you are too dark. You'll go get a nose drop and you'll be like, you don't like yourself. You went and got a nose drop. So they'll never be happy. So don't ever try to fix yourself for other people because mm-hmm. you'll never end. There'll always be something to fix for them. So. Sarah, let me let me ask you this question as somebody for whom, as Fasia said, that this body politics column is so, you know, it's so close to your heart. But let me ask you about <clears throat> about trends in beauty because, you know, once upon a time, um, being like a Kate Moss thing was the in thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then, you know, now it's all about the ass and it's all about the, the breasts and the curves and the this and the that. You know, you have white women trying to get bigger butts. You've got black women trying to look lighter. I mean, this is, this is a lot to keep up with as women. And this is for women across the board. What are these trends doing to us? Because one minute, one thing is in, and then the next, it's something completely opposite. That, that's completely true. And I actually, I had thought about this the other day in thinking about the next thing I want to write about. And that's exactly it, is that they're completely arbitrary. You know, a, a few years ago, when I was at high school, the desired body part was, that, you know, your hip bones. To have <laughs> the five centimeters above your waistband kind of showing. And yeah. then it was... You have a cleavage, and then it was under boob, and now, then it was side boob, and now the obsession is your waist. And um, which so I confess to showing today. You are waist training, you know, and you know, wearing corsets to have a small waist and a perfect hourglass figure. And I just, what really, you know, I focused on it with the column especially is that these are completely arbitrary, nondescript random things that somehow become sad for a couple of months or even shorter than that and then they disappear again so to fixate about them and to you know now be using fillers or squatting like your life depends on it to get the Kim Kardashian ass or whatever is completely pointless and it kind of goes back to what Lee was saying about just being com- happy with the skin you're in and being happy with who you are mm-hmm. and to stop looking for that validation elsewhere, to stop looking for yourself in trains that are so transient and to stop trying to see yourself in other people's perceptions of what's beautiful and what's attractive. And there really is so much power in just being able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm happy with this. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this. And if you have things that you feel you need to work on or change, have your own motivations for those, not mm. so that the you know, you'll be able to get the next likes on Instagram or whatever. Um, and that's really what I what I constantly come back to, is that whether it's a hair trend or a skin trend or a body shape trend, <clears throat> it's so random. 
Did you see that amazing? I think we must post this on the site, Sarah. But did you yeah. see the latest? You know, there's there, there there's this um, photography series where they send out. Um, it's a blogger, and she sends out her picture to uh, twenty photographers around, around the, world. the world. Yes, mm-hmm. to edit. Yes, yes, I have seen to that. photo edit. And the latest one that she did, I think it was last week or around December mm-hmm. or January. Like. Well, we are in January. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Was a, she must have sent it in December. And she was, you know, she considers herself a plus size blogger. Mm-hmm. And she sent this picture of herself around the world. And what was, and, and they asked people to photo edit it. And mm-hmm. what was amazing was that only two countries out of the 20 actually slimmed her down. Mm. Really? Yeah. Which I found like a most fascinating mm. response. So either there's a sea change in the way <laughs> Photoshop is happening mm. or um, people are actually becoming more um, inured to the idea that beauty comes in various Shapes, no, sizes, sizes that's true. I've, and I've, ideas. I've, I've actually seen that a lot on Instagram. A lot of plus size girls are making it big. There's a lot of positivity coming out of it. Yeah. Like people aren't as close minded as they used to be before. That skinny is just it. Because I've even seen it with myself. The amount of love and positivity that I get for embracing my body. I think it's because not like I don't think eighty percent of women are skinny or have beautiful perfect in quotation marks bodies. So most girls are because flawed what in so is perfection? Like what is that? Let's start there. <laughs> but like I've just seen a whole lot of it. Like people are changing their mindsets in, in terms of what looks beautiful. More people are becoming accepting of a fuller figured body. And I see it in with most photographers because so many photographers call me up like I really want to shoot with you because I love the way you love your body and I want to I want you to embrace that in front of the camera. And I've seen it with other photographers around the world where they take where they take fuller figured women pictures and mm. it's just uh it's a new thing. Now Lee, let me ask you because you do model but then you're also a photographer yourself. Yeah no I don't model. I just take pictures of you don't model. Yeah, okay. she's, she's the professional <laughs> selfie taker. <laughs> yeah. She was like if you actually wanted lessons on how to take a good selfie <laughs> I actually thought that I mean, this is your girl yeah, from your Instagram. No. In fact she's gonna give us those five <laughs> tips. Tell us right yeah. now. You know how do you take the best <laughs> selfies? Good lighting, uh, <laughs> good camera, good makeup, good clothes, good hair, and you're good to go. Yeah. There you go. So you actually have to prepare yourself. Yeah, no, my okay. mom will be like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just taking a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from, from your Instagram pictures, you will have to excuse me for thinking that you do actually model No, it's when I get that a lot. I, I don't. I, I'm a photographer, like she said, yeah. so I take good pictures of myself as well. So how do you feel about the whole Photoshop thing? Because, you know, it is part of your profession mm-hmm. as a photographer, but then, you know, Justin Bieber. In, in the same way, a victim of Photoshop. <laughs> um, they made him smaller. Uh, no, bigger and sexier. No, no. He's had his lawyers um, counteract that, saying that the, the pictures that they put out were counter-Photoshopped. And that he actually looks the way he looked in the Calvin Klein images. Oh. He's doing the... Yeah, okay. yeah. They made him thinner. He didn't like that. But the whole, the whole principle behind mm-hmm. photoshopping, I mean, where do you, where do you stand at that? If you stand anywhere at all, maybe it's just a case of, you know what, that's what needs to be done in the profession. You photoshop stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just what you do. 
like you're saying, it's my job. Sometimes I have to sign a contract that says, when the contract comes, it says she needs to Photoshop the, because I did the, well, I'm not going to mention, but I did oh, a mention it, mention recently. it. Recently, yeah. then I get into trouble and they don't book me again. <laughs> oh, okay, no. okay, don't mention it. <laughs> uh, it was for a big publication and it was actually part of my contract to Photoshop the pictures. Yeah. Because it was with a lot of celebrities, so I had to Photoshop them. And it's part of the job, like you say. And But I, when you Photoshop, I, don't, I was about to say, yeah. I don't take it to the extreme. Because mm. a lot of my clients come to me and they say, you know what, I like your pictures because they look very good, but then they still look so natural. Firstly, I love natural light. And when I Photoshop, it's little things like fixing skin color to make sure you are one skin tone. Like you're not lighter on your face and darker. You know that. Yeah, I, I am several skin tones right now. <laughs> after so, Mauritius. Yeah, you, you know, see, you've got a hyper dark like several skin tones happening. Yeah. So it's just about that. And when I'm working with someone, I always ask them, do you want to be Photoshopped? And most of the time it's yes. Yeah. Um, Sarah, I, I mean, is Photoshop just always going to be there? Is it very naive of me to say, uh, maybe one day people will just stop Photoshopping? <laughs> because, you know, we, we, we've come from a time where Photoshop has been criticized and has been blamed as part yeah. of the reason why women have such a complex about their images. I mean, this well, is, I this mean, is just as, something that is done, right? We must just deal with it. As Lee just said, you know, if you ask most people if they want to be Photoshopped, they say yes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's, there's everything in moderation. And ultimately, as, especially as a media producer, we're producing a brand, we're producing an image, we're producing a lifestyle. And if people, if you were to see what this all looks like just as Giselle when she wakes up, it may not be the same as she looks <laughs> on a magazine cover. Mm. And you want to see, you don't necessarily want to see reality when you're paging through a glossy magazine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not by any means endorsing kind of, you know, slimming people right down or inserting thigh gaps where they just don't exist or those sort of things. But, you know, there is some level of retouching that happens. And I think you have to realize that it, it is a reality. I don't think it is going away. I think what we are seeing is a movement away from kind of extreme photoshopping where, you know, people don't even look like themselves or they don't look human anymore. Um, and <laughs> yeah. it's starting to look more natural and people kind of, and it is for those kind of practical things like, you know, evening out a skin tone or removing a scar or something along those lines. And, um, I, yeah, I, I don't think we, we're going to see the end of it anytime soon, but I think we are kind of seeing a move towards more natural looking, more kind of believable mm-hmm. Photoshop than the complete extreme Photoshop animated looking that we'd see before. All right, uh, Sarah Koopman of uh, Marie Claire Magazine. You are you are the lady behind the Body Politics column. Love your work, Sarah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the thank next you. edition. Uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Uh, we're going to continue talking to Lee here in the studio um, here on Between Femmes. So uh, stay right here with us on CliffCentral.com. Your body, your body says a thousand words. Your body. We're back with Between Two Femmes and our lovely guest Lee is joining us this afternoon. And how appropriate was our music choice? Your body, (laughs) your body. Have you seen that music video? I haven't. I'm slightly concerned. 
the um, <laughs> the girl in the video is very very cute. She's very nice to look at, but uh, that's you know that's not the point. Um, the point is we're spending the hour. Have with you sent her picture to your boyfriend? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just check. Okay, okay. I knew I shouldn't have disclosed that information. <laughs> well, I think full disclosure is the way to go. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so we're spending the hour with Lee, uh, this afternoon, aka Thick Leonce on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you are also a student at Wits besides, besides the fact that you are a photographer. Mm-hmm. What are you studying? I'm studying politics and law. Yeah, you see, if anybody is going to <laughs> study law and politics, it should be somebody who's not afraid <laughs> to say what's on their mind and to say it in the best appropriate way possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what what year of study are you in now? I'm doing, I'm gonna go to my fourth year. Now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, how is it balancing the law and then also the photography? I mean, you say she looks she looks frazzled. It's difficult. It's not easy. But hey, man, I want to get rich, so <laughs> <laughs> gotta make it work. Gotta make it work. Making it work, but it's not easy. It's the most difficult thing ever. You better respect people who work and study. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you need to be disciplined for that kind of Very thing. Very disciplined. I barely have a social life. But I always say, Munate Haufeli, they'll always be good times. So yeah, yeah. I'm not bothered. But my social life is going out for dinner, going out for lunch. You'll never see me turn up. Yeah. Um, funny you I mentioned to learn your... that phrase. That should be my phrase of the week. <laughs> Munate Haufeli. Oh, Munate Haufeli. Haufeli. Munate Haufeli. We should do the phrase. <laughs> learn a phrase a week. <laughs> funny Mo that you mentioned your social life because I was actually going to ask you mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship with anyone <laughs> <laughs> um kind of sort of not really <laughs> kind of sort of figuring out what yeah. it could be taking it slow it's just starting yeah. that kind of vibe yeah yeah no that's okay um lee speaking of the the she sounds like she's in a relationship with herself <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very positive one yeah, no, that's my first relationship in yeah. life well yeah. first the one with my mother and then the one with me and then the others follow i yeah. wanted to ask i mean i just wanted to dwell a bit sorry no i could see you had that burning question <laughs> go ahead but then i also had one go ahead my burning question was when you were describing how you put up the pictures of yourself mm-hmm. let's just talk a bit about that what where did that come from? Why were you feeling? Why did you take that uh, moment to do that? I take a lot of pictures of myself, and most of them are very sexy because I love being sexy. I know I fight with my mom a lot, cause, but she's over it now because since an early age, I'd always be the one in the shortest shorts, the one in the shortest skirt. I'd always be like, oh, when I'm at home, I'm always in the sexiest pajamas. My mom's like, somebody's coming to the house. Would you get dressed up? <laughs> There's all these sexy pictures of me, some are nude in my bedroom because I really love my skin. I really love my boobs. I love my booty. Listen, I love, I love your thighs. boobs. I'm going to so, send a picture of your boobs <laughs> to my husband. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I recommend because <laughs> they are spectacular. I have mentioned these before actually on national television. I was, I arrived like in the middle of the interview and I was like, those boobs are. They are spectacular. <laughs> I know, I love, like, I love it. So you, you um, could have a relationship with just your two boobs. <laughs> yeah. Right there. It could be the Stop. three of you. It would be the perfect threesome. Really. <laughs> so I took the picture because firstly, I don't see a lot of 
plus size girls wearing bikinis. I go to the beach and they're always wearing dresses, and I'm yeah, it freaks me out. I wear a bikini. Mm. I don't care. Um, because I was wearing a sun bikini when I was on vacation. My mom was like, "I give up on this job," (laughs) but I really, really like it. So I decided to take a picture, and I'm actually going to start something new on Instagram called Thick Thursdays, where I want Uh. all the big girls to share sexy pictures of themselves because they're always covering up. Stop covering up because society says you should. I love that. We will support it. Yeah. At Marie Claire, we'll post Thank them. You. We'll repost them. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I, again, it just goes back to this thing where society wants to dictate how you should behave based on which group you fit into. You know, this mm-hmm. thing of if you're a bigger girl, you really should cover up. Mm, I always get why she dressed like a skinny girl. Why? What, what's that? Why am I dressed like a what now? Mm. They sell it in really? my size, then that means I can wear it. And when we say society, we mustn't forget that we are society. Yeah. Our parents are society. Yeah. So it always starts at home. I know Um, I struggled a lot also because my mom was always on a diet when mm. I was growing up. And that affected me a lot because I always wondered why is this woman always on a diet are we supposed to be skinny and you know but at this point she's just obsessed about being healthy because she wants to live for long and i get that but it starts at home i always say to like with my baby sister if she comes home and we're watching tv and a big lady comes on and she wants to laugh i always reprimand her like what's funny Mm -hmm. is she not pretty because she's big and i stop her right there and we just shaved off her hair and she was crying i'm like no 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 your hair doesn't make you pretty. Yeah. Just because you don't have hair doesn't mean you're pretty. Why pretty. did you shave her hair off? Because it wasn't growing properly. So, so you're starting from scratch. from scratch. Yeah, no, I, and I she know. didn't get that. It's a black girl. Thing. Yeah, I know all about <laughs> that. You know, it's a, it's at a, some point, the, the yeah. weaves or the braids mess up your hair and, and then it yeah. just, it's growing in patches. Uh, no, and like, then you've got to start from ridiculous. scratch. So, yeah. <laughs> you've got to start from it's scratch. Not, okay. It, it starts at home. So it's important for, for you, because I know, like, as I said, when I was growing up as well, there weren't a lot of women that I could look up to that I could relate to because if I switched on the TV, the nerdy girl on TV, she's not happy. She's 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 sad. She's always being teased. The big girl on TV, she's the not happy. The big girl is always you funny. Know, she's yeah. all, or she's funny, or she. But then nobody likes her. She doesn't have a boyfriend and all of those things. So hence, I took a stance to put on this Instagram lifestyle of being okay because I want younger girls who follow me to to say that Lee looks a certain way. I can look like Lee and still be beautiful. Mm. I don't have to look like Rihanna. To be beautiful So um, Start at home It starts at home Teach them all the young That you don't need Certain things to be beautiful You're beautiful Just as you are But you know You raised such a good point When, when you mentioned The relationship with your mother And mm-hmm. how you saw your mother mm-hmm. um, Dealing with her body issues mm-hmm. And I think you, you know This is something That we as women Forget And when you become a mother I don't You, you, you probably also forget That I think you my, have the responsibility My daughter, mm, my I'm, daughter I'm is watching me She's, I'm yeah. a role model For this person So yeah no. And how no, many my times My feeling is Yeah Healthy mm-hmm. Just be healthy That's the most important and thing I'm, I make it like a sort of Having a daughter <laughs> yeah. That is I mean it is something That burdens me all the time mm-hmm. What am I actually saying To this girl mm-hmm. When and you're I think TV. if you're constantly on diet, then you are actually saying, I'm not happy with, with myself. My mm-hmm. And you're, you're supposed to look a certain way, so you always have to be on diet. So. Whereas in actual fact, you should be, I'm living a healthy it's lifestyle. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I run in order to feel happy and have those endorphins mm-hmm. running through, coursing through my body. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what like inspires me when I go on these races, is you see 
all shapes mm -hmm. and all sizes and everyone is happy. Mm -hmm. And what is like most moving is like you are trudging along and the big, big girl mm. passes you. <laughs> and I'm like, ha, that actually changes people's perceptions. Mm, yeah. Like there's nothing like that yeah. to change perceptions about strength, about power, about what it is. To be beautiful, to be strong, to be fit in your body. Mm -hmm. um, Lee, in in a lot of your responses on Twitter and on Instagram, because you do get those horrible trolls, mm -hmm. and it always seems like you you kind of just let it all slide mm. in in the way that you deal with these people and you respond to them. And it's I, I like the way that you handle them. It's very it's very classy. It is. But I mean, she says that. Yeah, no, no, it is. <laughs> yeah. So. You treat them with kindness. There's yeah. nothing that kills people more than when they're being horrible to you and you're kind to them, you yeah. know? And I don't entertain it because once I retweet it, then it becomes a big thing. Yeah. And it's not a big thing. It's someone else's opinion of me. It doesn't bother me. That's how they think. That's them. I know what I am. Yeah. I don't need them. So. But at what point for you did it stop bothering you when people are deliberately mean? And this is what people do on Twitter. They, they go out of their way to say the meanest, harshest things that they would never say to your face. At, at what point did that stop bothering you? It stopped bothering me when I realized that people hate on anything that they feel is making a difference. So when I realized how much power I, power yeah. I have yeah. and how many girls actually look up to me and how much love I get regardless of all the hate, I realized that it's not worth it to fight them every single day and to, to, to put myself in this little bottle and cry and be upset about it. It's not worth it because I'm making a difference. There's somebody out out there who says, you know what, you changed my life. Mm. And to me, that's all that matters. The love covers up the hate. And that's that. Um, can you tell us about, about some of these girls that you are influencing? I mean, their stories must, must touch you in a, in a way. And, and, and we, we don't, we don't get to be part she, of these conversations I know. that you have with them. I get like the saddest emails where I read them to my mom and my mom says, this can't be live. This is not true. Where the one time I had a, a girl, a very young girl, I think she was 15. She was in, grade 10 and she sent me a lengthy email telling me that she can't go on with her life anymore at this point she just she feels like it would be better if she was not alive because no boy in her school has told her that she's beautiful she hangs out with friends and she sees how other friends are starting to date because that's the age where you mm -hmm. start dating and you start being conscious about the way that you look and she was like she hates herself she can't look at herself in the mirror and the one thing that she, she, she wanted was just to meet me and have a photo shoot with me. And that would be the only thing that would make her feel better about her life at the point where she was. And, and that hurt me so much that someone would actually want to mm. be suicidal over not being told that they're beautiful mm. and, and whereby she doesn't even hear it from her parents. That's why I'm saying it starts at home. You never hear your mom say that you are beautiful. And those are the kind of things that affected her. And I decided to have lunch with her and we sat together and I told her my story and we cried like literally both of us cried and i told her that the reason you are not finding a boyfriend because i went through the same phase whereby i was not dating and i thought all the guys hated me because of the way that i looked and i realized that it wasn't because of the way that i looked but it was because of the way that i carried myself mm -hmm. i told myself that i was ugly i was fat and guys feel that mm -hmm. you know they feel that now ha huh, check my dms <laughs> <laughs> so i told her well after it, those pictures i'm sorry i imagine they were flooded like, I, I told her that you know what you, you 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 carry that vibe and that that energy around you and the minute you take it away people will start connecting 
connecting with you because you won't be so timid anymore. You won't have that ugly vibe that you carry with you that I'm ugly because people sense these things. So, and but now she, I see her. I'm like, oh, girl, serving, <laughs> and, and I'm happy because I do retreats with them. Um, I get teachers calling me to come to school for life orientation lessons where I give talks to these young girls, and and it's always amazing the reaction and 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 the changes in their lives afterwards. It's little things like. Doing your hair First be okay with your natural hair Before you put on a weave But if the weave makes you feel good Do it Putting on makeup makes me happy Once I put on red lipstick I feel like I could take over (laughs) You're like ready to go You know wear heels Do things that you feel good about yourself And you'll see a whole lot of change in your life But in fact I mean this comes back to what you were saying before About putting that picture up Faking it until you until make you it. Make it. Well, I, I until you become it. it. Until I'm, I became it. I faked it for so long. For so long, I was like, I love myself. I love. My. At some point, I even forgot that it was me faking it. It became such a real thing. I was like, Oh shucks, I'm actually really pretty. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> well, you are really pretty. You know, so but I also believe that it's something that you can project on the world mm-hmm. because, look, I mean, does anyone in the world think that Kim Kardashian is not pretty? There was a moment, though, where Kim Kardashian's particular look would never—you would never say, "Oh, that is mm. the look that is that going to yeah, prevail yeah, yeah. in the world." Mm-hmm. But she clearly believed it, mm-hmm. and now the world believes, believes it. it too, she, too. she, she has basically sort of almost faked it till the world mm-hmm. believed Believe. it, yeah. mm-hmm. and now it has become a norm. That mm-hmm. is what the beauty norm is. Do you have like a tiny little waist, gigantic knockers, and a great big <laughs> booty? Yeah. Then you're beautiful. Yeah. And do you do you love them and are you confident in yeah. them? Yeah. Are you confident that, enough that to show it? Show. That's the thing. That's the thing. You, like you, I'll get skinny girls even be like, I am skinny. Everybody tells me I'm pretty, I'm beautiful. Lee, I don't believe it. In fact, I wish I had your body. So, yeah. you know, it affects all of us. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from. Self-esteem, it's, it's something that most girls go through. So, If you had to take a guess mm-hmm. at, um, based on your, your Twitter following, I mean, you've, you've got uh, like 20,000 plus followers on mm-hmm. Twitter. Your Instagram gets thousands of likes every time you put a picture of yourself mm-hmm. up. If you had to take a guess, let's let's start with with the hateful people, and then we'll mm-hmm. move to the people who love you. Mm-hmm. Who's hating you more on Twitter? Is it men? Is it women? Or is it kind of fifty fifty? It's definitely fifty fifty. Yeah, really, definitely fifty fifty. And I say from from the guys, it's that they're not comfortable with the fact that they find me pretty, so they hide it by talking nonsense about me. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls, they're still trying to figure out how they get to this point in yeah. their lives. So where they, they accept and love. Yeah. So they head on they head on me because of that. So yeah. And uh, of the people who who love you, your fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already mentioned the young girls that that mm-hmm. you are influencing clearly, mm-hmm. and that you being an inspiration to. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, how do those numbers fare? Do you think? Do you think you're getting a lot of love and support from from women, or is it also fifty? 50. 65% women and 35 men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's good to see the, the support coming from women because, you know, again, this is also an ongoing topic of how women don't support each other. So mm-hmm. it's great to see that the masses of the fans who support you and are, women. are the, are the women. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about time that we all huddle around each other. Yeah. <laughs> but and we still have a long way to go. Yes, we do. We have a very long way to go. So... I mean, I know you said you can't tell people how to do it, mm-hmm. but how do you love yourself? What 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 steps do you take? 
Like I, like I said, you find things that you like about yourself. I started taking pictures of myself. That's how I fell in love with myself, through pictures of myself. And like I said, I would print them up. And every morning I woke up, I'm like, damn, you pretty, you pretty, you pretty, you pretty, you pretty. And I'd be like, yeah. And I started saying, I like my eyes. I like my boobs. You know, mm. I love my skin color. I love this. I love that about myself. And it's, it's, it's always making sure that the list of the things that I love myself about myself are longer than the list of the things that I hate about myself. And the things that I hate about myself, I always make sure it's the things that I can change. Yeah. I will never say that I hate my nose or I hate my, my lips because I don't so want to change. Way, I'm those hearing things. that what you have to actually start the sentence off with, I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More than anything for, Let the, the things I hate about myself be I hate the, fake, the fact that I procrastinate You know, those are the things that I can work on mm. Forget Maybe about we should th- stop using the word hate yeah. In relation to ourselves mm. Altogether Period. Well, that sounds like a good idea And mm. you know what, we are getting close to wrapping up the show And now would be a good time to talk about The five things, Lee That you love the most about yourself mm-hmm. Um you know, again, it's so easy for women to list the things that they hate mm-hmm. about themselves. But mm-hmm. ask a woman, what do you love about yourself? And it's, um, she we've actually started um, this uh, on, in the magazine where we ask women to tell us what they love about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five things I love about myself. Number one is my personality. I love the person that I am. And because and, I always make people smile, the closest people to me smile. So I love the person that I am, my personality. Second thing is I love my brain. I'm a very creative person. I'm a photographer and I've come up with like the most amazing things and I've blown up in a short amount of time. And I always thought it would take me longer to get where I am today, but it took me a very short time. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. I love that about me. So I love my talent, my brain. I love my boobs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love your boobs. <laughs> I was going to say I'm not sure who boobs. loves your boobs more at this point <laughs> You or Aspasia <laughs> I love my boobs I love my thunder thighs I, That's the fourth thing that I like about myself The last thing I like about myself is my face I think that's great You know Really <laughs> oh, honestly ladies You've got to be kinder to yourselves. Yeah. And if you, that is so true. if you don't love yourself, how can you expect anybody else to love you, right? That is so true. Yeah. Really. That is like, but love In a way, love our yourself. society lends itself to loving ourselves. So when we post pictures on Instagram, we should be the first person to like ourselves. Mm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Exactly. That's, that's what I always say. My, my, my self-worth is not determined by how many people like my picture, by how many people tell me that I'm beautiful. Because when I post that picture before I posted it, I knew it was beautiful. So all the other stuff is just a cherry on top. So I don't need anyone's validation to know. No, you certainly don't. Lee, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. And, and uh, awesome. yeah, good luck with everything that you're working on, the law, the politics, the photography. I need the luck on that part of life. <laughs> <laughs> the, the very important role that you're playing to young girls, um, certainly in, in, this, so in this city. Yeah. And I hope it gets to the point where you're traveling all over the country and you're speaking to young people. Every time young I women. meet her, yeah. I feel... <laughs> Validated. I'm going to go outside and love myself. Amen. That was body politics on Between Two Fans. Let's all go love ourselves and then we'll be back again next week Thursday and love ourselves some more. Central.com. Cheers.